foods boxed foods things that you see at the grocery store that basically are on the shelves and never go bad Pop fast cards and fast food. and all that kind of fast food i mean they're talking about oh plant-based diet is so much better than like mcdonald's and and kfc duh <laughs> i'm sorry obviously <laughs> Hey guys, this is Brittany, and you're listening to Rated BA. And today we're going to talk about the very hyped up documentary right now on Netflix called What the Health. And we'll be talking a little bit about that and how that affected us. Yeah, pretty excited. Oh, this is Freddie. All right. So, Freddie, before we get into all that, what are you into lately? Um,. Well, one thing that I kind of do every weekday is listen, is listen to the daily podcast. And that's something you introduced me to, and I'm really I'm really digging it. And mm-hmm. I I like this episode because they talked about um it's it's in case you you don't know it's a New York Times podcast, um and it's kind of like a um a 15 to 25 minute podcast on every weekday in the morning, and it pretty much covers current events. But this one was covering a Florida congressman. And it was interesting because um, I, I I think we're both we're both pretty liberal and um, I think registered Democrats and um, this uh, this podcast uh, highlighted a Republican congressman and it was just interesting to have his point of view of of, of Trump and of of how government works and and um, I don't know it's just interesting to to hear that and it's refreshing when there's when when you listen to to somebody in government that's not polarizing or anything like that and 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 kind of speaks common sense and whatnot yeah i agree i love the daily podcast and michael barbaro is just one of the best hosts i've ever listened to and he just has a really good way of connecting to his audience and to connecting to his uh the people that he's interviewing in just a way where it's just so humble and he also explains everything really well. And every time I think of a question, he's right there asking that same question. Because I'm like, wait a minute. What? And he's like, wait, for our audience, what is this? And I'm just like, oh, my God, Michael Barbaro, get out of my head. Yeah, if but like, also if, don't. If you're talking about like North Korea, he's like, okay, so tell me, what is a nuclear bomb? Like he yeah. breaks it down to you. Yeah. To like, so you know, so you can follow along with everything that's talking about. Right. Whether it's obscure or something that's really uh, common in, in, in politics right now. But what, what are you into? So right now, I'm really into this app called Word Swag, and it's like a $5 app, which is like the most I've ever spent on an app, which is really funny because yes, I have like a $300 Apple Watch, but I'm like freaking out over like a $5 app. <laughs> yeah, $1, no thanks. <laughs> right. Give me the free. Right? But it's honestly worth it so much. It's, actually, it's just an app where you can go on and because I ha- I run a f- uh, like a food blog and a food Instagram, and you can kind of just um, edit your pictures in a very graphic-y kind of design way as far as like adding um, captions and and different um, you know images and things like that that you can that you can conjure up and you can take an image and then put an like a graphic on it with a they have a bunch of cool fonts that you can select and everything and so it's just it's just really cool and it's totally worth the money because i have no graphic design experience i'm a little okay with photoshop as far as editing photos but not as far as like putting in cool graphics and i can't think of that stuff on my own sometimes and it just helps to have that oh you you don't give yourself enough credit you're getting into it a little bit 
But in the meantime, it also helps because, listen, if I'm going to post a picture every day to Instagram about food, I'm not going to do it on a DSLR and go on Photoshop and edit and graphic design. No, it's got to be instant on my phone or else I'll do one like maybe once a month. So the Mm -hmm. fact that this is like at my fingertips really comes in handy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Cool. So today we're going to be talking about what the health and I'm sure you've seen one of your Facebook friends at the very least um, either post about it or just take the jump and go vegan. The diabetes, the arthritis, the heart disease, the dementia, the obesity, the cancers are affecting about 70% of deaths. We have an epidemic cascade of debilitating disease that's overcoming the country. 18% of children are morbidly obese right now. We're on par to have one in three people be diabetic in the next 25 years. That's crazy statistics. We have this very dangerous situation. Large amounts of these substances have unquestionably been associated with clogged arteries, high blood pressure, diabetes, autoimmune diseases. Absolutely, the science is solid. We're talking life and death. So let me, let me jump in and say something though. I think you're saying. So I, I personally haven't seen anything on Facebook, and I think it's because you're kind of, you you're in that that culture of watching what you eat and stuff. Is at least from what I've seen, because I haven't really seen much. That's funny, because all of the people I've seen post about it are friends in common with you. So maybe you're just not very mm. observant. Maybe I just don't care about that. <laughs> Freddie is the most unobservant person. I mean, let me tell you. I think I should properly preference this podcast with uh, just giving my own personal bias up front. And just so everybody knows out there, I do run a food blog and I do uh, have like a food Instagram and all of that stuff. You know, I'm not like a registered dietitian or anything like that, but I have done like an extensive amount of research on my particular diet and what works for me so i would i if i had to put my diet in a box i would classify it as like a predominantly paleo and i know i've gotten like at least like five eye rolls as soon as i said that well what is that though in case people, people don't know so paleo the paleo diet essentially what most people associate it with is eating foods that were naturally found in the paleolithic area uh era so you're talking about meats and you're talking about nuts and seeds, a ton of vegetables and some fruit. Yes, fruits. And so those and, and eggs. And so those are all things that you uh, essentially want to be intaking because ancestrally that's what our uh, gut microbe, our digestion and everything like that has been triggered to adapt to. And so that's basically what it comes down to. But here's the thing. A lot of people adopt the paleo diet. So here's what here's what essentially is not prohibited, but what a lot of people don't eat on paleo is obviously number one, processed and fast food. So processed food, fast food. Sorry if you can hear our dogs in the background. They just came <laughs> in from outside. Um so processed food, fast food, and then uh, grains, which is the most probably controversial one. So uh, we eliminate grains such as even uh, gluten-free grains such as rice and things like that. Wheat. Wheat, barley, corn. Corn, corn is not a vegetable. It is a grain. Also, um, a lot of paleo people exclude legumes, which include beans, lentils, things like that. And that's because a lot of the times um, people have a... 
a negative reaction to these types of food as far as inflammation, gas, bloating, things like that. And it's pretty much like an anti-inflammatory diet. And so, uh, and we also eliminate dairy. So all conventional dairy, meat, I mean, uh, uh, milk and cheese Jeez. and things like that. But here's the thing. The, some of the most leading influencers in paleo have adapted their own diet based on a paleo diet. So a paleo diet for, I would say, 99% of the people out there who are label themselves as paleo are using paleo as a foundation and then build and then building their own diet unique to them. Depending so, on how they are and what they... Depending um, on their intolerances right. and, and who they... Who, what makes them feel good, what makes them feel bad. A, a lot of people eliminate gluten. That's, you know, that's a really big thing that people eliminate on the paleo diet. I myself have eliminated it. And so... But here's the thing. I eat white rice every now and then. Not all the time. But I eat uh, cheese sometimes, especially like goat cheese, which is really good and uh the, it, what's the bread that you that you always that you can eat sometimes oh. i'll have a sourdough yeah, just sourdough. because of the fermentation i actually haven't had that in a long time and i try not to have it i only have it like once every couple of months but that's really like the only bread you eat though if anything right, right? yeah so i don't really eat bread or anything like or pasta and you're like oh my god that sounds crazy it's actually not that crazy i mean it's it's actually been great for my health i personally without getting into too much detail, have a lot of gut and health issues as far as IBS and leaky gut and things like that. And so I've been able to um, just eliminate all the pharmaceuticals that have been um, prescribed to me by my doctors. I'm talking just a cupboard full of like anti-inflammatories, antacids, just I would go through a huge tub of Tums every two weeks. Like I'm talking the big Costco pack of Tums. And just, I, I have not put a Tums in my mouth since I started this diet. And Freddie knows, like I used to take yeah. four a day. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And it was just insane. And so I've been able to eliminate um, a lot of uh, my inflammation. I don't get bloated anymore. I don't have any issues with like bowel movements, anything like that. So not to so, get... So you feel pretty healthy now, right? Oh yeah, so, so I feel great. And that's what I'm talking about, like... I still sometimes eat organic cheese sometimes, things like that. It, it really just depends on what I'm feeling that day, how I'm feeling, you know, where I am as far as like my goals and things like that for that week. So it just really depends. But here's the thing that I love about the paleo diet and the paleo community is that it's not dogmatic, meaning we're not this religious like cult who's going to say you can't have any cheese or you're a horrible person. You're not really paleo if you eat a slice of cheese. No, nobody does that in that community now the reason why you kind of prefaced it with all this uh health and diet dietary stuff that you that you do or involve yourself with is because the movie is all about health well healthy foods and how the the film pretty much talks about the uh, impact of eating meat right and eating everything from eggs dairy Red meat, fish, poultry, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, animal-based products. So the film really, in an extreme way, demonizes animal-based products. And so... In a, um, and let me, well, let me say, in a, in, a, in a convincing way, I think. Very convincing. Super convincing. I wouldn't blame anybody for, for wanting to go vegan after seeing that. But I think, with like with any documentary, I mean, 
it's one of the reasons why sometimes I got to take the, the the show Vice with a grain of salt because with every documentary, I take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. And you really have to understand that what they're trying to get a message across and they're going to try and do that in any way that they possibly can. It's a very, every documentary, whether it's, um, whatever it is, it's, it's all biased because everyone has a point of view and they happen to be having expressing a, a, a perspective of whatever subject it, it is, whether it's politics or an industry mm-hmm. or crime or other countries' cultures or anything like that. And we, I think we, we sometimes or a lot of times forget that movies, whether they be documentaries, shows, or, or, or cinematic movies, are all to, um, what's the word? Influence? Not, n- more than influence Persuade. to... Um, What's the, there's like a, it's going to bug me that I can't think of this word, but to change someone's mind um, in a way that isn't our own, you know, I don't know, it's going to bug me, forget it. Persuade? Not persuade, it's it's like a more of a. It's like stronger than that. It's a stronger word that's more negative. Uh, Manipulate. Manipulate. Ah, Yeah, so every movie, whether it's documentary, fact, or fiction, is to manipulate and we can't forget the fact that every documentary is going to try to manipulate us, mm-hmm. whether it's good or not. Right. And that's fine. I mean, it's it's always great when you're manipulated by a cinematic movie because then you are more satisfied by the story. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to documentaries, it's a different thing. Yeah, and so that's what, I mean, c- coming from that perspective, you, you really have to go into it with, you know, okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to make sure that, you know, whatever facts that they're presenting to me, I follow up later, especially if it comes to something as drastic as changing your lifestyle or changing your diet. And that's because that's really important. And I am a big proponent that uh, changing your lifestyle and being healthy comes in layers and that everybody's diet needs to be unique to them. My diet's not going to work for Freddie and his diet's not going to work for me and vice versa. So even though we eat pretty much the same thing there's still big differences though you know i still eat bread because i'm not affected i'm not gluten intolerant right and so there are differences in what we eat sometimes even though i make dinners and 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 we share meals and things like that there are major differences in 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 what i eat too versus what he like i he's very intolerant to caffeine and coffee and i drink (laughs) coffee every single day so that that's the thing it's just so different from everybody and for them to have this kind of dogmatic viewpoint and this kind of omniscient kind of oh uh you got to eat plant-based and, and that's the thing with the with, um here's the thing i have vegan friends stuff wait i don't know that sounds horrible but i i have nothing against vegans i really don't but some of their approaches really concern me because it's not coming from a point of health and concern for an individual it's coming from a point of guilt and they basically stigmatize people and, and again i'm putting people in a box and i shouldn't be doing yeah, that not everyone but i'm but talking about the people in this movie the people who who share these viewpoints it's all about making people feel guilty for their choices and that is not something that you can do to make people change their lifestyle do you know how uncommon it is to motivate someone to change if you're giving them negative reinforcement that just is not going to happen you're going to make them feel worse about themselves you're going to introduce body issues you're going to introduce issues um, with their mental health about feeling guilty for whatever they put in their mouth that's going to lead to you know possible eating disorders down the line so 
No, that's not a way to to view it. What you should be doing is talking about what are foods that are going to nourish you and make you feel good without, you know, making you feel guilty if you mess up. Can you imagine if you had someone in the vegan community who was very popular eat like, I don't know, a pork chop? They would get just eliminated. And it's because it's not just about the health of of it or anything. It's just this like very... I keep saying this word, but very dogmatic viewpoint of, you know, not just as the meat, the meat industry is evil and, you know, you know, eating meat is murder. And it's just like so many different aspects that go into why people turn to that lifestyle. Whereas within the paleo community, a lot of it is for our own personal health. And, and so that, that goes into it now. And I will preface this by saying, I agreed with a lot of what the movie said. And that might come to a shock. Yeah, that might come to a shock to people because they're like, well, what do you think about it? I'm like, listen, I agree with a lot of it. They're like, what were you talking about? They totally attacked the paleo community at the end. And so, yeah, that's one of the things I didn't agree with. I personally don't think that my arteries are filling up and I've gotten my LDL, HDL cholesterol, even though some of those tests, you know, you have to take also with a grain of salt because, you know, testing your cholesterol it really depends on how you read that or, or what the outcome is. And you really have to go over that with your doctor. But um, I've tested mine just recently after eating paleo for several years and it's completely fine. I have really good cholesterol. So that's just not something that I'm worried about. But here's the thing with, with, with a documentary like that is that, like I said, they use scare tactics. They, they use uh, skewed evidence uh, they use a lot of correlation instead of causation evidence, and like I said, what do you mean by that? So, so like with the with the beginning, they talked about like colon cancer, about your risk for colon cancer is, uh, you know, if you're eating a meat based diet is six percent, blah blah, like it's it, it inc- it's by six, your your chances increase by six percent or something like that. What they don't tell you is just human life in general background colon cancer you your risk is already ri- like raised just by our environment what we're breathing in the toxins it's already about five percent so mm. i mean honestly is that one percent caused by meat probably not but here's the thing they're gonna take that one percent and they're gonna say okay well one percent of five is twenty percent so or you know six minus five is one one percent of five is twenty percent okay so eating meat it increases your risk of colon cancer by 20%. And that's what they did mm. for a lot of those studies. And I, mm. I looked back and I researched them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I looked at different sources and things like that as far as people who, who were offering a different approach and a different aspect as, as far as, you know, a science-based information towards that movie. So I looked at all of that because, of course, I want to stay informed. Here's the thing, like, if a plant-based diet is the way to go, then then I'm going to look at it and see, you know, is that what's for me? But it's not what's for me. You know, I'm dealing with some uh, hormonal imbalances and things like that that I regulate very closely. And the thing that this movie does not talk about and they and they attack meat and they attack meat is the type of meat that they're attacking. I'm not an advocate for the dairy industry. I hardly ever eat dairy. I think most people are lactose intolerant. I don't think we need dairy. I think the fact that the cow's milk has been shoved down our throats quite literally by the 
big dairy and freddie laughs when i say things like big pharma and big dairy but because <laughs> your conspiracy eyes wide it's not just a conspiracy <laughs> like we do not need to consume milk to have good bones i mean almond milk has 50 percent more calcium than milk i mean yeah. we just don't need it and and we got freddie off of dairy thank god because he was just consuming so much and it's done a great things for his health and i know he's smiling over here because he's like oh okay but it has <laughs> no it's true it's true I, I i went to the doctor uh what was it earlier this year yeah yeah it was earlier this year because uh, i had headaches and stuff so it was a holistic doctor and i had um i did all these tests and stuff and i found out i had a high triglycerides high i had too many bad cholesterol or too much bad cholesterol and, and too much ldl and and not enough good cholesterol um and once i think we did maybe two months of uh really honing in on what to eat and whatnot and my headaches definitely decreased and my um uh, cholesterol whatnot balanced to the way that it should be yeah i mean just within the span of a few months i mean i got him and i ate meat yeah i was eating paleo and he was kind of still on the standard american diet and you know just having paleo sometimes when i would you know cook and stuff like that but i was like listen you know we made a pact that you were gonna you know kick the bucket before me so that i wouldn't have to live without yeah. you in this life so you <laughs> gotta get this healthy i mean his triglycerides i don't know the number right now but it, they were off the charts his doctor basically told him you're on the verge of getting diabetes early on hell's yeah man type 2 diabetes <laughs> punch you in the face but i mean that was i mean as a wife like that's so scary like to have your doctor tell your husband and if you see freddie he's not overweight he's ex he's very tall very thin kind of handsome oh <laughs> uh, no but i mean he's just not someone where you look at and you're like oh man he's gonna get diabetes in his early 30s no he's he's very slender but and i felt like that though if if i had to evaluate how i felt and how i lived i definitely felt i didn't feel 100 percent. right and I'm, I'm, i still don't feel 100 percent because i don't exercise i'm still trying to find a way to get into a groove of exercising but i do feel healthier right yeah, and it's made, it's great it made significant changes. But that's like I said, you have to adapt your diet for you. So a little bit specifically about the movie, um, they completely lost credibility to me when in the first, I want to say 10 minutes, they said that sugar and processed carbohydrates, which are basically just complex forms of sugar, do not uh, contribute to type 2 diabetes. And so... I was just, I mean, that left me literally with my jaw open. I could not fathom how this was a doctor with a medical license saying that sugar had nothing to do with diabetes. Like, let me read you what diabetes is. Type 2 specifically, not talking about type 1. Because type 1 is hereditary. Right? Um, yeah, well, it's, I think it's more of like an autoimmune. I don't know if it is, but it, type 2 is mostly onset with like diet and things like okay. that. It okay. comes, it's the most popular one. So when you think of diabetes, this is usually the one that you <laughs> think of. The popular one. <laughs> it is. Funny. No, that just sounds funny. <laughs> um, so it says, this is from diabetes.org. And it says, diabetes is a problem with your body that causes blood glucose, in parentheses sugar, levels to rise higher than normal. This is also called hyperglycemia. And it says it's also the most common type of diabetes. And if you have type 2 diabetes, your body does not use insulin properly. This is called insulin resistance. So 
At first, your pancreas makes extra insulin to make up for it, but over time, it, it isn't able to keep up and can't make enough insulin to keep your blood glucose at normal levels. So here's what happens when you eat sugar and, and processed carbs. Your, your body, when you eat that, it spikes, that's me snapping, it spikes your blood sugar like crazy. And so when your blood sugar spikes, your pancreas starts sending out signals and saying, hey, we need insulin because we need to process all this freaking sugar. Where's this coming from? We're not used to this. So then it processes it and then it's like, oh, okay, we made it. But imagine having your pancreas do that every single day. I mean, 85% plus of the foods that are in the supermarket right now are just riddled with sugar, not just like fruit sugar. I'm talking about added sugar, cane sugar, molasses, maple syrup, you know, even, you know, so-called healthy sugars, honey, uh, uh, coconut sugar, all of that stuff. That's all still added sugar that spikes your insulin, some more than others. Mm. Um, and then of course, high fructose corn syrup. So, Which is in everything, yeah. pretty much. So, so for him to just blatantly ignore that, and here's why I think he did that, because a lot of the time, now we're starting to find out from, you know, not just the paleo community, but just as a generation, uh, you know, as as this new generation comes to, to be and we're starting to see more increases in childhood obesity and things like that, we're starting to attribute that. A lot of studies are attributing that to sugar. And that Harvard, Harvard study that said fat causes fat and lower your intake of saturated fat, um, I'm sorry, that was funded by, in part, by the sugar industry and like, you know, crop oils. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I can go forever on, on this topic, but I'm not going to. But that, for me, ruined all of the credibility off the bat. But I still try to go in with like an open mind as, as much as I possibly could. I can see how it can kind of put you in a doubtful mind throughout the whole film. But, but, but then there are good things about it because it talks about the pharmaceutical industry and mm-hmm. the... Uh, the food uh what's it called when the farming the way farming the industrial farming yeah the industrial farming which i which like i said i'm not going to be um the pharmaceutical industry's advocate and i'm not going to be the industrial farming industry industry's advocate absolutely not um what they fail to recognize though is that a lot of people in the paleo community or or even just in the regular community, they're opting for more organic grass-fed and pasture-raised meats. And so what that means is, so grass-fed beef means cows are allowed to live the way they're supposed to live, grazing on grass. That means that they're not fed GMO soy or corn, which you know, contribute greatly to probably some of the cancer that they're talking about. They're not pumped with antibiotics. You know why? Because they're not sick from the GMO corn. Mm. And it, 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 it's this practice of symbiosis. And if you haven't seen the movie 100,000 Beating Hearts, it's on carbonnation.com. It does a beautiful way. I always, I always plug <laughs> that movie. Talk about it like, like all, every, all the time. I always plug that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. And it's like 20 minutes. So it's, it's, a docu- it's, a it's, a, it's a short, like quick documentary but it talks about what symbiosis is. And so, it, you know, the, the worms in the, in the soil, they, they turn up the soil so that the grass can grow and the grass grows so the cows can eat it. But then the chickens there, they rummage through the soil so that they can get the worms so they don't completely overpopulate it with bacteria. And then uh, the same thing with the, the, the pigs. Pigs are... Uh, omnivores and so they eat like the the not just the grass but the bugs and the roots and things like that 
so <laughs> that's our that's one of our dogs oh my god crazy. our dogs are going so crazy they're talking they're, they're hearing me talk about beef that's why <laughs> but so that's what it is and, and they don't talk about that because symbiosis and uh organic and pasture-raised farming is actually kind of beautiful like it's, i get it's kind of the way the whole world's meant to be yeah you it's know, like the circle of life every, yeah everything affects everything else and it's just i mean i understand that it's harder for people sometimes to ingest animals and, and i get that if that's your ethical stance go for it man like i'm not saying nobody should switch from vegan to paleo unless you need to for whatever reason that you need to do but i think that you can't demonize people who eat like this who are paleo <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so distracted by our dogs right now they're just like i've never seen her this playful before <laughs> uh but yeah, so I don't, I don't think you can you can demonize people if they have a certain set of beliefs. And that's my belief. Like, I, I don't buy um, industrial meat or meat from industrial farms. I don't. I buy grass-fed beef. We eat organic chicken. And that's not because I'm on some high horse or anything like that. Like, I've noticed a significant difference in my health when I switch to these better products. And so it's just it's just preference and so i think that they completely miss the mark on talking about what a good farm could do and it and it really discredits our farmers i mean this is it kind of goes from like when you when you look at documentaries so they they do pros and cons and whatnot but like every single interviewee was all about no meat whatsoever never gonna happen you should never do it or you're gonna get diabetes instantly well, that's how they made it out to be I th I, at least the way i felt yeah, because if you look at all of those people's backgrounds, which, you know, I, I, I read an article by Rob Wolf and he did, it, all those people are vegan. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. And, and you could tell. <laughs> I mean, some of them even have criminal records because of their veganism and harassing people from oh, really? certain companies. Yeah. Oh, so wow. also take that with a grain of salt. But so, but that, that that's just what it comes down to is just if you're going to do a documentary like this, you really have to offer this you know the sides to it and the, the thing that bugged me the most is that he talks about the paleo community without any mention of what paleo is our belief system what you know what we strive to do as a community and the fact that we do push plants a lot i mean we eat a ton of plants yeah i eat a lot more vegetables and fruit yeah. than i did before but to just be like oh those paleo people are going to drop dead at the gym at 39 i'm sorry that's just one completely horrific and two just absolute utter nonsense like I, I mean how do you even rebuttal to something like that he didn't even give an argument mm. so i mean so aside from all of the you know the propaganda and all of that like i said i agree with a lot of it i think diet is a huge contributing factor to our health like i you know just said with me and freddie these are just two examples i know that's just anecdotal evidence but you know you can talk to way more people look at more studies out there there is new research coming out obviously when people are like oh show me the research on paleo um sorry that's a squeaky toy in the background um you know the, the the research is just coming out on things like paleo ketogenic stuff like that um autoimmune protocols so this is all fairly new so yeah we're still going to wait a little while for the double blind studies and stuff but the overwhelming amount of anecdotal evidence is just like i said overwhelming and it's something that you might want to take a look at and if it works for you great if it doesn't work for you that's okay and you can stay vegan or even if you want you know stay on your own whatever diet that is but the testimonials at the end of this movie 
uh, should also be taken at a, at a grain of salt because you're talking about switching like the people who got off their meds, like that gentleman from Atlanta, that those two um, women who were on medications for osteoporosis and asthma. Listen, that's great and I'm so happy for them. But let's be realistic about what their diets were before switching to plant-based. Um, they were eating a standard American diet. And yes, that includes a lot of meat, but let's be real. It includes a lot of processed meat. It includes a lot of uh, processed foods, boxed foods, things that you see at the grocery store that basically are on the shelves and never go bad. Pop fat, cards and Twinkies and all that kind of fast food. I mean, they're talking about, oh, plant-based diet is so much better than like McDonald's and, and KFC. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry obviously <laughs> like what i mean this is not news like the thing with my the people who are sharing this on my feed they're like oh my god being is the best thing ever. yeah did you not know that the standard american diet is a shitty ass diet like i'm not trying to make you feel guilty of it but because it's it, it's very very hard to get on your own path because of the different um propaganda and things that are being fed to you via the media and films like this because it's really hard now you're like well shit is vegan great listen any diet that focuses on real whole foods yes that includes plants is gonna be better than fast food and that's just the reality and so if you want to include meat in that because like this video didn't describe amino acids are very important and vitamin b12 is very important and they just completely displace that i'm sorry you're not going to get your uh adequate amount of b12 living on a plant-based diet so if you don't supplement then you should probably talk to your um practitioner about what supplementation looks like for vitamin b vitamin b12 and the fact that they talked about protein plant bro protein being the same if not better than animal protein is just just so factually incorrect they even said it in the film and nobody caught it i, I had to pause the film and be like freddie did you just hear what they said <laughs> they said that you can eat 2,000 calories a day of brown rice and broccoli and get all the protein that you need, you know, that you would get in beef. Yeah. You know why they have to combine rice and broccoli? Because those two essential amino acid profiles are different and you have to combine them, whereas meat you don't. Meat usually contains all nine essential amino acids that can make up a complete protein. The exceptions to that sometimes are soy, but I'm not even going to get into soy because soy is a shitty ass protein. One, because it's mostly genetically modified. 90% of the world's soy, right? 98%. And, 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 and not just that, it, it, it affects your hormones. It, it increases estrogen. And it's just, it, it's also, even though it's a technically, I'm using air quotes, complete protein, you're still not going to get the, the balance of the nine essential amino acids the same way you do as like a, a piece of steak. So, mm. I mean, if that's okay with you and you're eating a shit ton of organic soy and you're okay with having more feministic features and a lot of estrogen and hormone imbalance and you're trying to supplement to, to do that, then that's fine. But like I said, that's going to take a lot of work than just having a steak every now and then. A so, healthy non-GMO pasture-raised steak. Uh, yeah, grass-fed, organic. There you go. Oh, I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you guys can tell that this is kind of Britney's subject. 
So I've been kind of quiet because I'm not as educated about all this stuff as she is. Right. And I'm not. And, you know, there are probably some things that might need a little bit more clarification. or I mean, I do as much research as I can with the background that I have and the time that I have to do this and educate myself. But you really have to look at everything from like just a bigger picture. And like I said, these people were coming from a standard American diet aka a sad and they're going to from a sad to a vegan plant-based nutrient dense vegetables things like that but at some point they're going to probably develop anemia they're going to get very fatigued and especially if you're going from that drastically because yet in the immediacy it's going to look great because you know what you're going to drop weight i mean obviously if you take all that out but at some point you're going to have your body's going to catch up with you and you really have to be careful with that especially if you're doing a drastic change now would i prefer someone be vegan than on a standard american diet yeah i'm not gonna lie 100 percent. but would i prefer to be paleo over vegan fuck yeah 100 percent. so i mean it's in layers you got to pick your poison man and you just got to figure out what you need to do for you so let me let me turn it around here for you because i know so you saw this movie before me and then you asked me to watch it so we can talk about it and you, know, you kind of went on, on a rant about the film uh the cinematic perspective of this so tell me what you thought about the the way oh it was made oh my god i mean jesus christ <laughs> i mean you got me speechless like i'm sorry i've seen bad documentaries before but can we talk about the narrator like the host yeah he was the worst spokesperson i mean i'm sorry and i'm gonna call the vegans out uh whoever contributed to this film as far as veganism y'all failed in this aspect i mean even though the movie was shared and things like that could you imagine how much freaking traction you guys would have got if you guys would have put joaquin phoenix on there like i mean he was the executive producer <laughs> yeah yeah that's get true. him on there why you got this little dudley over here <laughs> fucking ch- i'm sorry but he was just the worst so i agree with you on that it, it he so he there are documentaries that don't have the host or the narrator on camera and there's documentaries that do and they have a narrator some some documentaries just have interviewees just speaking right. but this one made it a point of having him as a quote-unquote character in the movie. And, I mean, for... I know it's not a, a, a cinematic movie, but there's acting involved in documentaries. And this guy cannot act. Like, oh, he, yeah. he's listening to these... the 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 Like, the three people that had yeah, problems. Yeah, like, the testimonials, problems, yeah. And, like, he just had, a, like, a, a, a blank stare. He's very expressionless. Time. Very expressionless didn't really ask questions so he, there was no real reason for him to be on camera instead of focusing on the actual interviewees and and the people that are that are struggling with diabetes and all this stuff it kind of takes away of it and then at one point he just bugged me because he was like it wasn't even composed right where the the picture where he was hugging one of the corners of the screen and and it bugged me because it, it just didn't look right so i looked at him and he wasn't even looking at the person. He was looking like a foot above the person where the person was. Yeah. And it, it just bugged me because it's it totally took away from... I know this is like a, a movie nerd type of thing. No, but that's it, it important. T- it took away from that feeling. When you look to, at movies like 13th from, uh, that came out earlier this year, that movie is... It's a documentary. It's mm. powerful. It's Ooh, emotional. that's such a good movie. And it's, a, it's that way because it's cinematic. And it's cinematic in a way that it... It takes it. It appreciates all the cinematic 
um, tools that you can mm-hmm. use in a narrative film mm-hmm. and expresses it in a documentary. And this one just kind of fails in that in that respect. The biggest thing for me was that it was super melodramatic and the pacing was off. The pacing was kind of quick and like it was just kind of throwing information at you and you never felt there was never a pause where you can just let that information in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because uh, it was false information. <laughs> the movie is that it's convinc- it's convincing whether it's 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 skewed a, uh, a specific way. But if there were moments where you just sit down, sit back and wait and just watch or let the information uh, come in and you digest it, it 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 magnifies. The mm-hmm. same way we talked about last week with uh, um, the salesman. There are moments where you just watch them and mm-hmm. nothing was happening. And that was for you to kind of take that moment in and really digest it as uh, an emotional thing. And the pacing of this was just fact, 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 fact. And I don't know where we switch subjects. We switch to a different interviewee and it's it's making another point. And you're kind of trying to catch up with the previous stuff. And it's stuff that you don't. a lot of people don't really need to pay attention to or would notice because... They're all um, they're all about the information, and not everyone watches dissects movies the way you you and I do. No, you know, and not everybody dissects the health information the way I do. Listen, I know I can sound pretty crazy myself. I'm over here calling vegans crazy. I sound crazy right now too, but it's because I'm really passionate about this. And if you're not passionate, then that's okay. Because I mean, that's not everybody's thing, and it's certainly not Freddie's thing. And when you watch it, you're kind of like, meh. All right, well, we'll we'll see. And I'm just gonna stick to what works for me. And that's all I care about. Please stick to what works for you. Don't let anybody change your mind. You know unless you actually want it changed here's the thing i i i try and help people as much as i can but i let them come to me i don't try and outreach to people and say hey you should change this you you might feel you might feel better things like that no people have to come to that on their own and that no amount of fear-mongering is gonna do that for someone and that's what really bugged me about this film is that i'm not in the business of fear-mongering if you are on a standard american diet and that works for you fine if you're in a vegan diet that works for you cool vegetarian down paleo yeah i mean it just really depends on what works for you but going back to like the cinematic stuff i mean some of the stuff was just silly which didn't fit the film because they were so serious and just melodramatic but then they do something weird and silly so one example i can think of is when they're talking about it's the burger the burger dude no, no, no. Oh, well, okay. the cheeseburger guy, that one too. He's like yeah. in a clown outfit talking about the cheeseburger law or whatever, which whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. It's a whole other <laughs> tangent. But the one that I was thinking of, and I'm going to make another point here about an- ancestral health and, and, and our and evolution, is that he's talking about bears and how they're true omnivores because they have these large incisors and their mouth and their jaw goes up and down and they're strong and like it's, it's meant to cut up meat yeah it's meant they got these burly you know claws and, and and skin and coat and all that and they're very just animalistic and so they're true omnivores but then they're like oh you know humans aren't like that our jaw moves differently and we don't have these big teeth and we don't have these big nails i can't cut up meat okay yes that's so true are you completely forgetting 2000 plus years of tool making 
that is what put us apart as a species we recognized from an evolutionary standpoint that we would not survive compared to bears or you know whatever was out there that was a true omnivore eating these meat with these claws for for a long time we were scavengers and we would just pick up the remnants of you know whatever was left behind like organ meats things like that and you know bones stuff like that and then when we started killing game on our own we recognize that our teeth and our even back then our nails couldn't tear into the meat let's say you know like the way a bear or a lion would but instead we created tools to help us mitigate that and so you can't just ignore that i mean that is what pushed us forward as a species i mean come on like you are just gonna ignore that and the silly part that i'm talking about is is the next scene is him literally trying to bite his fucking cat he's eating his cat it might as well be like in black and white kind of like those infomercials where like you're trying to put a gallon in a milk gallon of milk in a glass and you drop it all over i just like busted out laughing because i honestly didn't even notice that the first time i think i was probably distracted by just their utter lack of information but they uh, he i mean the next scene is like and then he's of course narrating in like the most monotone voice ever and he's like um yeah it does seem weird to me that i have no incisors what the <laughs> hell i can't eat meat. He's like, what the hell oh, yeah he said funny. what yeah i can't eat meat with my teeth and then like literally two seconds later he's biting his cat and i'm like oh my god poor cat <laughs> like this cat didn't sign up for this and he's like that won't work <laughs> what got me though is the the biggest thing that annoyed me was his uh, so-called reaching out to the health organizations, the right. the American uh, what's it called American Diabetes Heart- Association, American Heart Association, American Diabetes those. Association, American Cancer Association, and the fact that he would just call it just sound it just felt like he called like he called the Susan G. Komen Association or organization, mm-hmm. um, and he he said so he just called them and I think he just called somebody from their payroll or something and pretty much did a whole spiel on. Why do you? Uh, why are you guys sponsored right. by so many different companies? This company does this. This company does that, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it conflicts with your certain values as an organization to compete. Uh, compete uh, cancer or finding a, 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 a cure. A cure for cancer. And I'm like, well, th- he probably just called payroll or something. Yeah, I mean, these. I mean, he did. He literally called like the front number on there, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you're not gonna get someone. You're gonna get someone outsourced probably to a different country who's just there for customer service reasons. Yeah. You're not gonna get the CEO who's you know really ingrained in all the the advertising and things like that. It was so obvious that that it just didn't fit, and it was like, why? That's that's so weird. Why would you do that? And it was just all to be. Dramatic. Dramatic and came off as melodramatic. Oh, so melodramatic. So watch this movie. You'll, you'll like it. <laughs> I mean, I, and like I said, I, 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 put, I gave my bias right up front. And, and that's, where, that's where I tried to go in with an open mind. But, you know, you can only go in with an open mind when your beliefs are your beliefs. And, I mean, but aside from all that, I mean, we're here to talk about movies. It was just a bad movie. Yeah. Like, and, and I know the podcast is called Rated BA and you're like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about all things badass and stuff. But I think it's also important to talk about, especially something that's creating a movement or, or influencing people in a way that, you know, you really have to take a step back and, and, and dissect things for what they are. And I think it's really important that if something's not good and it's getting a lot of traction, we need to figure out why. And 
one of the reasons why this one is is because it made people fucking scared and it scared people and that's not a good reason to to gain traction it's not you, you can't tap into people's fears and then call yourself altruistic you just can't but that's my spiel on it i know this was a little bit longer one but we really had to unpack because i like i said like freddie said they were just given so many details i mean i haven't even touched on half of the stuff i want to say but like i said i'm not an advocate for dairy i'm not an advocate for um even all of those associations which are funded by companies like dannon and tyson and, and also to me i'm like wait how did you not know that like mm-hmm. it's on every dannon cup i mean i'm i mean i don't know i don't know how you not don't know that but and then the way they revealed it was completely dramatic. But, you know, I'm, I'm not an advocate for the pharmaceutical com- uh, companies. You know, I, I do think that they make an, a, just an abundance amount, you know, an exorbitant amount of money on people and they're, you know, declining health. But I do think food is medicine. And I agree with the uh, quote at the beginning by Hippocrates. And I think that you can you can do a lot of benefit with, you know, your diet and your lifestyle but you really have to do it if it's right for you yeah i'm glad i saw it even if it's a different perspective yeah yeah you always want to take all the perspectives in especially with the documentary Mm -hmm. and that's it for radio bna thanks guys hey everyone make sure to tune in next week we'll be talking about split directed by m night Shyamalan.